engaged and inspired podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. Be engaged and inspired podcast. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. This is DJ Sam. And this is Kia from Engaged Connecticut. So today we have a special guest, Mary Carlson from MJ Decorations. Welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. So Sam, before we get started, do you have a tip, a wedding Wednesday tip for us? Yes, we certainly do. Every Wednesday we have a wedding tip Wednesday located on the Be Engaged and Inspired Facebook group page. (laughs) Join us there every Wednesday for a brand new tip. And your wedding tip Wednesday tip is you can't do it all. That's right. You might want to try and save some money by doing everything, but you'll probably spend extra money fixing your mistakes. Or extra time. Uh, Which is worth money because, I mean, let's be honest. Time is money. Absolutely. So we always recommend get a professional. And that's why we have Mary here today. Cue Mary. (laughs) (laughs) So because we have obviously uh, being a wedding planner and you being a decorator, which is all you do. You only decorate. Correct. You're not going to set up timelines. You're... Nope. Not going to do any of the stuff that I, I don't want. Do. I don't want to be a planner. I don't want to be a DJ. I don't want to be a caterer. <laughs> Photographer? <laughs> no, thank you. Half the time you forget to even take a photo of your own work. So exactly. You don't think I know. you'd be a great photographer. No. Nope. But one of the things that we both run into a lot are people say, hey, I'm going to do this myself because I think it's going to save me money. Right. And how often does that work out well? Well, there are people out there who are artistically minded, have a great eye, um, maybe have some contacts and they can they can actually pull it off and it looks great. However, there are more people that have never ever done a craft project in their life, <laughs> have no idea what a glue gun is for, and are afraid to get up on a ladder. And they see things and it's like those Pinterest fail sites, yes. you know, where you see something and you think you can replicate it and it just doesn't work out because you you're not using the correct techniques, you don't understand how things work and it can turn into a bad fifth grade art project pretty quickly. It's, uh, it's not pretty sometimes. And it takes all my strength sometimes to walk into a venue where I'm, let's say, just doing lighting and the bride is doing a lot of other things. And it's, it's a little disappointing. It's hard for people to understand. I know a lot of times I'll have brides who say, oh, you know, I'm going to make my own backdrop behind the sweetheart table. And there's a lot of dangers in that if you don't have it weighted correctly if you don't have it attached correctly, you might not be able to attach it to the wall at the venue per se. There's some really interesting videos online of people that uh, put up big backdrops and somebody opens a door behind it or oh, near it. No. And it becomes a sale. And it, it, comes, it comes crashing down on the head table. Yeah. And, and sometimes they had extra things like big lanterns or crystals or all kinds of things on them. It can be dangerous. Yeah. Uh, my husband works with me and he is, he is Mr. More Power. I mean, he puts so much weight on stuff. I, <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. However. Safety first. Absolutely. And we did a, a hoopah one time outside uh, down at the. A like an arch for people who just are Right, wondering. right. Like a canopy. Yes. Yeah. And a, a four post canopy. And uh, it was at the Riverfront Community Center, which is kind of near the river. When we put it up, it wasn't very windy at all. And we put it up against some bushes and we put some bricks on the back. And my husband said, I think we should put some more weight on this. And I said, it's enough. You know, it's cut. It's it looks nice. Leave it alone. 
Son of a gun, if we didn't go inside and the thing picked up like a sail and flipped itself over. Wow. I heard people go, woo! <laughs> and I ran outside and realized that, that that's what had happened. Obviously, I learned my lesson from that. You have to be able to to put a lot of weight on things. I have lots of people say to me, my grandpa's going to make me an arch. Mm -hmm. My dad's going to make an arch. Great. Which is sweet and very sentimental and great. Absolutely fine. The problem is they don't, you know, especially if you're going to go down by the river or a place where there is quite a bit of wind, you put any weight on it like flowers or draping. It's going to lean. It's going to fall over. And it could hit somebody in the head and it could hurt somebody. Now, I have seen people make things that are so freaking heavy that you can't move them. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the other problem. And then what are you going to do with that afterwards? And they always try to give it to me or sell it to me or the <laughs> venue because they don't want to take it home because it weighs a ton. Because they know it's how much yours. work went into it. Yes. Right. So we kind of do, we kind of go between. We have an arch and we can add weight to the bottom to mm-hmm. keep it stable. Uh, so it's not horribly, it can be, it can come apart and it's not horribly heavy for us to carry around but we can add extra weight to it. So if we're in a windy area, we we just pile on that weight, boy. So this is where if a couple was planning on having their dad or their grandfather, somebody build them something like that, it's a great idea to have a conversation with you about what they would need to do. Obviously, where we're going to put it at a ceremony site, that might be my part with it saying, hey, we're going to be here. We have to make sure that we're not in the path of the wind or we're on stable ground, something like that. Because sometimes people don't realize that too. You know, I've had to shim arches so that they're standing up straight and they don't look crooked in the photos everybody's leaning towards one side but it's a great conversation for them to have with you about what's needed if you're doing other decor for them right and i've also seen people pound things into the ground and hit the sprinkler sprinkler system (laughs) which that's not that's not good no and that'll cost that'll you think you save some money building it yourself that'll cost you a small fortune if you have to fix their sprinklers because odds are you're not insured that day just but you would be insured because you're obviously a professional in a business. Correct. And I won't even use the venue's ladder. And a lot of venues don't have a ladder or they won't allow you to use their ladder because then or their that ladder's makes, not the right height. Yeah. And that makes them liable. Yes. So you, if you think you're going to walk in and use their ladder, probably not. Probably not. No. And so also when you walk into a venue, and I know that I've seen this sometimes, the bride will tell me, I've purchased all of this fabric. I love it. I just now want you to put it up and... That can sometimes be great, but it can also sort of be a disaster. I am not your girl if you want me to put up your stuff. <laughs> I, I have been there, done that. I have told people, sure, you can give me your lights and I'll put them up. Sure, you can give me your fabric and I'll put it up. It's either the wrong kind of stuff, it's too short, the lights are in a big jumble that takes me two hours to mm-hmm. dis- disentangle, and then they don't even work. I cannot tell you how many times... I've seen that. And I've also seen people who are DIYing it themselves. Mom and dad are there and the whole family and they're all working together to try to get this place set up. Somebody is spending an hour untangling lights. Mm. And they should be spending that time getting ready because what ends up happening is if you're spending or sending your mom or your sister or your best friends to set these things up, you, all of you should be getting your hair and makeup done trying on dresses, being ready for photos. And you're really eating into your time to get all ready, which makes the rest of the day work really smoothly. I couldn't agree more. And for the mom of the bride to be stressing out and, you know, sweating, because there are some days when it's really hot in there and <laughs> there's not a lot of AC going on in a barn. You or know, in a tent. Or in a tent. Um, and trying to get all this stuff done, it's... 
Yeah, it's exhausting. You don't I, want to be doing that on your on your daughter's wedding day. I, I've seen uh, mom and dad dressing up the room and then having to rush off, go get showered and change and come back to do the ceremony because everything's all in one place. It's horrible watching them do that. Yeah, so I've watched people be delayed, you know, over an hour. Because, because of that. Because of that. Because they've, you know, and then if you do have to leave and come back, People aren't taking into consideration the fact that they might be having to fight traffic to get back because in the morning there wasn't traffic when they started setting up, but now we're in sort of a different time area and that can happen. We've all said before as professionals, everything takes time and takes a different skill set. I like people when they DIY things like their guest book or maybe their Their favors, their favors, their card box, um, maybe a really beautiful cake stand, something. Mm -hmm. Uh, People don't realize how much time to make every single centerpiece can be. And like you said, if you've never picked up a glue gun, and maybe some people shouldn't pick up a blue glue gun. Right. That, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's if, dangerous. You it can, can burn be. yourself. I, I have burnt myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, like you said, it looks great on Pinterest, and then you start trying to do it yourself. I've had lots of cake fails that I've looked and said, oh, I can totally make that for my son. No. Nope. Then it's a bob. No, and I've, I've also seen, uh, I think sometimes people get an idea in their head. For instance, the rainbow wedding. They went to Michael's and purchased all the flowers over several months and then just kind of pushed them into a, into a centerpiece and they, they put some lights in it and they were just thrilled with it. And unfortunately people, as I'm up at the front doing some things, people started walking in and I heard comments like, it looks like a child's birthday party. Mm. Sometimes somebody like me, if you think, if you talk to them about it and you want, you want an honest opinion... I'll tell you, that might be a little bit much. That might be a little circusy. That might, you don't birthday want... Birthday party-ish, sweet Yeah, 16-ish. you don't want different napkins on different tables. It gets a little bit busy. You know, this is a wedding, not a birthday party. And that's, you know, I, I understand you want to have your own vision. You want to have your own uh, wedding. You want to be different. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody everybody doesn't want blush and, and green, you know, which is which was really big last year. Yes. And and it's Lush probably going to be. By the way, Sam, just in case you don't know. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Thank yeah. you. And and we'll probably be, be pretty big again this year. It's a lovely wedding, but some people want to do something different. I get it. And there's nothing wrong with doing something different. Just make sure that you do it in a tasteful way because you don't realize what that's going to. You know, one of them sitting there is is cute and it's pretty. Twenty of them in a room with might be overkill. It is overkill. It's too much. And so, that that you know, if you have some different types of centerpieces, some talls and shorts and, you know, some with more color than others. And, you know, you can do lots with stuff like that and you can still save money. Yes. Okay. So we'll be back to continue talking about DIY and decor. Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. Do you like goats? Do you like farms? Want to get married at a goat farm? Bradley Mountain Farm, located in Southington, Connecticut, is the perfect location for your wedding. Choose from a lakeside or field ceremony. From intimate gatherings of 25 up to 300 tented, Bradley Mountain Farm is the perfect venue. Find us online at engagedct.com. This is Mary Carlson from MJ Decorations, and you're listening to DJ Sam and Kia on the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. Listen and download on iTunes or Google Podcast. Julie Allen Bridles is celebrating 50 years in business. Located at 154 South Main Street in Newtown, you can check out our selection of over 300 bridal gowns, as well as our great selection of moms and bridesmaids. Make your appointment online at juliealanbridles.com. When your wedding entertainment has to have amazing music, be fun, organize 
organized and professional, your choice has to be Atmosphere Productions. DJs, live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booths. As seen on the TLC TV series Four Weddings, winner of the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award and DJ Times DJ of the Month. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com That's www.atmosphere-productions.com some knowledge belongs to us and us alone. The way our girlfriends walk, talk, touch their hair. Details that only a sister can know about her girls. But what about our other girls? The ones we carry with us every day. Our bond with our sister girls gives life. But knowing your breasts can save it. Go to knowyourgirls.org for the facts you need on breast health. Brought to you by Susan G. Coleman and the Ad Council. Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired with your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. Welcome back. This is DJ Sam. And this is Kia. And our guest, Mary, is still here. She hasn't run away. And she's here from MJ Decorations. How are you? Hi, Mary. Hi. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? <laughs> so we were talking about um, DIY and decor and what's worth it. And one of the things that I've seen a few couples do in the last year is sort of gather silk flowers and make their own bouquets which they can do ahead of time sometimes people like to do their own centerpieces with the silk flowers um, you can do some of them ahead of time but you might not know how many you need um, correct make then, sure you get enough flowers because if you invited 200 people and all of a sudden you've got 220 and you need another two tables and you don't have enough flowers to make uh, another two centerpieces and it's 10 days prior. And if you right. didn't Amazon, the, Amazon then. That's Amazon, a I can't even say great <laughs> point. That's a great point. There will be tears involved. Yes. yes. <laughs> Sometimes there are tears involved in weddings. It just, it just happens. Good and bad. Um, also, people don't realize how much space centerpieces can take up in your own home. Correct. I mean, 20 centerpieces in boxes or uh, in large vases that, you know. Just, I hope you have an extra bedroom because it's going to take up probably a whole bedroom with all the other stuff that you might have. Also, how do you get it all to the venue? Do you bring other people's centerpieces? Uh, usually not because I've got all my own stuff to bring. Yeah. Uh, I do have a big van and I usually carry all my own stuff. If you're wanting barrels or extra things like that, I'm not going to have a whole lot of room for that. Uh, and most venues won't let you bring them early and hang and let them hang. So yeah. you ha somebody's going to have to be dragging stuff over there back and forth. And probably if you've got 20 centerpieces, it's going to take you a couple of trips. And sometimes that ends up being, uh, the wedding planner who has to bring them and fix fix them or fit, put them into my van. Well, that's why you get the big bucks. Um, right. I really, I don't think I'm getting the big bucks, but uh, I'll that start charging you. extra for that part of it. Yeah. So when you're thinking about you know what you can also do yourself, I know that we have talked about a little bit about how how long a fabric do you need and the length of your lights and things like this. But how do other people go and hang those up if they'd have never done it before? Correct. Well, for instance, I just I just talked to a bride's mom who said, well, we have this lovely greenery chandelier that we want to hang in the middle of the, of the barn. And I said, yeah, how are you going to do that? And she goes, well, there's <laughs> wires up there. And I said, yeah, those wires don't hold much weight. They're very brittle and they're very thin. They're okay for like a very light paper lantern, mm -hmm. you know, a few of them, but... I don't know that I'd hang a chandelier over the top because what if one of them breaks and hits somebody in the head? Yes. Again, safety first. I'm yeah. always thinking about, is this going to last? Is it going to work? So I have methods to do that. You know, I, I have safer ways to do these kinds of things. Because you've been doing this for 12 years. So right. You know and how I, to hang a chandelier. I figured it out. 
uh, especially in certain venues. And it looks great, and you don't have to worry about the safety aspect. The other thing is a lot of people think, oh, I can just hang my own lights. I can just hang lights right over the dance floor. It won't be a problem. There's, there's things up there to attach them to. And I'm like, okay. Well, the problem is about mm, half an hour, 45 minutes into the wedding, the photographer walks over and plugs something in or somebody, uh, somebody <laughs> plugs in their phone. Yeah, whatever. And all of a sudden, zzz, all the lights are gone yep. and you can't get them back on. You did all that work for pretty much nothing. There are certain, there are only certain number of lights you can, you can put on one plug. And if you blow you that blow fuse, right. you can't replace it. That's exactly what I was just going to say is because typically they want to plug into the outlets that are left open and those open outlets are typically left for the DJ. Mm -hmm. If you have your lights plugged into the outlet where I'm supposed to plug into, I'm unplugging them because I need to have my own circuit. I can't have twinkle twinkle lights being plugged into my DJ system. Uh, so that's an excellent point there about uh, having them plugged in. Even just, even just the, photographer plugging in to you know charge batteries or something can blow it if you're very very close because my husband calculates all this stuff out and figures out how much he can put up and without blowing circuit i mean he literally puts tape over open sockets so people don't try to plug in absolutely Absolutely. um, because otherwise they will i've had a strange occurrence where the bride and groom ran a cable to the house next door in order to plug Correct. in for their lights. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Sometimes people don't realize um, how many extension cords you need, mm-hmm. um, the length of this, you know, where it's going to plug in, if there's something else plugged into it. I know that I've started to hang things and then all of a sudden realized I was going in the wrong direction <laughs> and I no longer have the right ending to be able to plug into a wall. <laughs> right. And I have I have nice extension cords that are black and not dirty and not, not bright orange. Not bright, bright orange. orange. <laughs> <laughs> not bright yellow. Yeah. yeah. So... I'm thinking about how it's going to look. The other thing is a lot of people buy lights. They put them up over their dance floor and they leave the tags on them. That makes me crazy because those, those gold little tags really light up beautifully when you turn (laughs) the lights on. I think we should explain because maybe most people don't understand that when you go to Home Depot to buy cords, they're usually orange. You typically have to go somewhere professional to buy black cords because they don't typically make those or sell them at Home Depot. And the little tags that you have on them, us as professionals, we cut those off. They also tell you the wattage and what can be plugged in together, which is important. For a consumer. Yes. It's extremely important. And a lot of people don't know that. And that's why a lot of times they blow circuits. And one time in in a barn, they blew blew out all all the barn's lights as well. That can happen. Um, so that's that's an issue. And supply-wise, also, a lot of people don't think to purchase. Um, I know we all have probably in our emergency kits or in our regular kits the tape that you need to put down to cover up if you have to tape something down on the ground so nobody trips. Right. Um, it's called gaffer's tape, and it's it's not cheap. It's not cheap. It no. is not duct tape. You, no. They will not let you put duct tape on, on carpeting or on barn wood. Because mm-hmm. they can ruin it. It'll absolutely ruin it, and it leaves sticky stuff afterwards. It's very special tape that I buy by the box load per Correct. season. Me it's too. also heat-sensitive, too, so it won't yep. overheat and it can't yep. catch on fire, things right. like this. Right, and, they, and it's, you know, those are, these are the, all the little tips, you know, that, that uh, the professionals know and use that you as a DIYer just can't possibly know. And to buy one roll of gaffer's tape, is going to cost you a small fortune. Absolutely. And you can't use duct tape on everything. (laughs) 
Absolutely I know it not. does fix things, but not not at a wedding. Well, um, and, and the other thing I've seen is that people think they can screw into, because there are no places to attach, they can screw into a wall or screw into a, a, a wood beam. A lot of these barns are historic places. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You have to use the what's already there, or you have to figure out a new way. Definitely can't just go grab a hammer and a nail and start something new. Right. You can't put nails into stuff, you know, and, and I, I've seen some DIY people kind of wait until the minder, you know, the person who's watching the venue leaves and then start banging or start stapling, which is even worse. Oh, not good. Not good at all. But one of the things that when sort of going back a little bit onto centerpieces, you know, if people buy their own vases and to fill them with water, to fill them with crystals, things like that, that can be done. Mm -hmm. um, But it's also time consuming, which I know we've discussed. It can happen to cause if one of them breaks, you always come with backups. Correct. So if you're doing centerpieces, even though you might have 20 tables, you probably, if you have 20 tables, what, like 25 centerpieces maybe? Yeah, usually I, I bring at least a couple extra. I very seldom, if ever, break a vase. But when people are, you know, banging around and there's lots of people helping and all that, it's easy. For well, you also know how to pack it when you're bringing Correct. it so it's not going to break. Correct. You're not just throwing it in like a box with nothing around it and all of a sudden... Right. You've piled up your car and you didn't pack it well because it's sort of like a, like a real life game of Tetris trying to pack everything Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, we've gotten to a point now where we know how to do that. As far as, as far as centerpieces, a lot of people think, oh, I can just buy some baby's breath and throw a few roses in and it'll look great. Baby's breath is so messy. Well, it's messy. It's kind of smells funny. And <laughs> have you ever smelled baby's breath? And I've ha- had to cut baby's breath because a bride once showed up and said, here, I ordered this from Costco and it's in a big box and I needed to make it go onto each table. And yeah. I gave it to one of our interns to do. When there's a lot of it in a room, it can be kind of a urine smell. It's, it's not great. But anyway, so let's say you like baby's breath and roses and you want to do that. I've also seen people who they're not floor. You're not florist, mm-hmm. you know, and they cut it too long. It's sticking way out of the vase. Kind of funny doesn't look that great so yeah it's better just to hire somebody who can do it for you and make a it lot look of florists will actually um sort of build a mechanism inside the vase to make sure that each flower is actually in the right place correct because that makes a big huge difference mm-hmm. it does it's the difference between making it look like it was professionally done that you spent time and maybe possibly not look like a school project right. the other the other thing i see a lot with diy is those very popular floating candles mm-hmm. with a flower inside if you don't know what you're doing the flower is going to float up and the candle, if you put it too low in the vase, it'll get hot. And if, you're, if your vases aren't um, heat sensitive or heat resistant, mm-hmm. it can crack the vase. And all of a sudden, you've got water all over your table. Yep. And you don't Seen have a that happen. That's a great tip. Mm. Thank you, Mary. Mm. And sometimes if that candle gets wet, forget it. It's never relighting oh, again. Never. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Mary. Before we go, can you share your website and how people can find you? Sure. www.mjdecorations.com. Or you can email me at mary at mjdecorations.com. You can also look for me on Pinterest and Facebook. I live in Vernon, Connecticut, which is, and I, and I try to stay in uh, northern eastern, eastern Connecticut uh, mostly. I tend not to go down to the shore because there's plenty of people down there who are doing the same thing I am. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really happy you invited me today. I hope, hope I gave you guys some tips and absolutely made, made your uh, experience you know, made you think a little bit about the experience and what what do you really want your wedding day to be? Do you want to be, 
you know, sweating and working, sweating and working and huffing and puffing and arguing with each other about how to do something? Or do you want to go and have your hair done and your makeup done and relax and have a drink and enjoy the day? Absolutely. Yes. Well, thank you so much. So remember, you can download us off of iTunes or Google Play for free. Um, If you have any questions, please email us at engagect at gmail.com. And we look forward to having you listen again next week. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is copyright and produced by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut.